Welcome, everybody, to Bible on the Rocks. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the story of Peter's escape from jail from the book of Acts, chapter 12, verses 1 through 19. As a general disclaimer, the views and opinions shared are those of the participants only and do not necessarily reflect those of any Christian denomination, nor do they reflect those of any of our sponsors. So sit back and enjoy as we explore the Bible with Bible on the Rocks. I'm Brad Hinkey, and I'm drinking Woodchuck Amber Cider. Ooh. I'm Josh Perrius, and I'm drinking Jameson Irish Whiskey on the rocks in a Yeti cup. Shocker. I am Ed Big Daddy Johnson, <laughs> oh, <no>. and I'm <laughs> drinking 60-Minute IPA by Dogfish Head. All right. Ooh, Ooh 60 minutes. My name. Tap. Is that currently on your tap, Ed? Yeah. It is. It is. Yep. Nice. My name is Jeremy Spittle, and I'm drinking Angel's Envy Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Nice. And I'm going to be telling the story tonight. Cheers. Cheers. Here, here. here. Cheers. The virtual clink. Do you have that on the soundboard? (laughs) You can insert it later. Okay. (laughs) So, have you guys... uh, have you guys ever seen the movie The Shawshank Redemption? Love it. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, have seen it. It's one of my favorites. How about the show Prison Break? Yes. Really? Uh, okay. I was hoping one somebody. And season two. I was hoping somebody had seen it because I've never watched a single episode. <laughs> oh. it, it's actually, it was pretty fun. It was a good, it was a good show. <laughs> season two, iffy, because it's like how many times you go to prison? <clears throat> thing, you know? Right. Don't they break back into prison at some point? I, yeah, well, so that's the whole thing. The guy's brother goes to jail, and then he, like, studies all the plants and gets them tattooed all over his body. And then he gets arrested on purpose to go in, and with the knowledge of, like, what's tattooed on him, hidden in, like, tattoos about the, like, the blueprint prints of the prison, he tries to figure a way to break his brother out of prison. Yeah, but then they get out in season one, right? At yeah, the and then in season one? two, I think they escape to Mexico, then they get arrested and put in Mexican prison. Wow. <laughs> they got to get out of there, too, but he doesn't have any tattoos for that. But luckily, I don't think the Mexican prisons are quite as like hard to get out of. Well, I mean, he had the previous tattoos. They, they would have gotten confused, probably. Right, right. <laughs> but did they crawl through 300 yards of filth? No. It's not and, time for that yet, Brett. And come out clean on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> How about Cool Hand Luke? Anybody seen Cool Hand Luke? Mm. I've seen clips. What? It's a classic. Uh, I've seen like the the thing about the egg. Yeah, that's a good that's a good part. So, yeah. so I think that if there's like movies or shows we need to watch, we should get like a text about that so we can watch <laughs> it ahead of time. Well, well then I like then everybody's going to answer yes. Like homework. You've heard the song Civil War by Guns N' Roses where the guy says, what we've got here is yeah. failure yes. to communicate. <laughs> right. yes. That's from that Cool Hand Luke. Yeah. yeah. It is, yeah. <clears throat> well, today's story has to do with a prison break, just mm-hmm. like those movies and shows do. So 
Wait, back you bring in the day. out of prison and Cool Hand Luke? Yeah, Cool Hand Luke. Spoiler alert. Up. Oh, come <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> what about um, Papillon? Have you seen Papillon? Papillon, Steve no. McQueen? Oh, oh is that with the motorcycle? No. It's I don't Steve know if McQueen. I've even heard of it. Steve McQueen, Dustin Hoffman, they escaped from a penal colony. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> is this from another episode? I don't think so. <laughs> By the way, I, I said penal, not penile. Oh, uh, oh, I was thinking gotcha. about the last episode. Yeah. All right, so prison break, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, so anyway, King Herod. He was uh, he was a king back in the day, right? So that's why they called him King Herod, I bet. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, it it wasn't a nickname. So we're in the book of the Acts. So Jesus has been crucified, risen, gone to heaven. Now the early church has started, and uh, King Herod, he's going around and arresting all these people from the early church because he plans on persecuting them. So he arrests this one guy, this guy by the name of James, and he's Jesus's brother, and he executes him. He executes James. Um... And is that the same James who authored the book of James? I believe it is. Wow. I believe James, the book of James is written by Jesus's brother. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, it is. So anyway, Sorry. Herod kills James. So, so not to, not to nitpick here, but uh, so the verses I'm looking at have James being the brother of John. So James and John, the sons of Zebedee. Sons of thunder. Yes. In the story that you read? Yeah. I thought it was James, the brother of Jesus. No, yeah, in Acts 12, my version too, he had James, the brother of John, put it out with the sword. Oh, son of a gun. Let me, let me start over then. Okay. Not all the way. So here it arrests. I'm Brett, and I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so here it arrested this one guy. And it's a guy by the name of James. Ah. Who was... Who was he? How do we know who he was? The brother of John. <laughs> <laughs> he was one of the 12 disciples. Uh, one of the sons of thunder, if you will. Nice. Yeah. Um, How did you King, figure that out? Uh, somebody told me. A little birdie. Okay. <laughs> I was just curious. <laughs> um, but the book of James... Is written by Jesus' brother, I believe. <laughs> Different James. Well, we've gotten through verse two. <laughs> That's good. It's only eighteen. Sixteen verses. more to go. It's yeah. only eighteen verses. Here we go. All right. So, what happens next? Well, King Herod, after he kills James, he sees that the Jews were kind of into that. They were pretty happy about it. And so he, he thinks to himself, you know what I need? I need somebody else. I need another guy that was really close to Jesus. And I'm going to kill that guy. And that way I can get even more favor with the Jews. Mm. So he goes out and he arrests Peter. Kind of the, the main guy, right? The first, was he the first pope? Yes. St. Peter? Yeah, he was. And we've talked about Peter before. The rock yes. upon the church? 
yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. exactly so he arrests peter and puts him in prison the the, the story kind of the text in the bible kind of goes into a little bit about like the guards that he has with peter that go to arrest him and he seems like a pretty big deal because he sends 16 guys 16 soldiers to go arrest peter it's a lot it really is so did you know that uh peter was uh in jail with a rapper Uh, is that right wait hang on yeah who who yeah he's um in verse in verse six it says he was bound with uh two chains (laughs) So we're still only in verse four. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, Ed, do you know who Two Chains is? He's a rapper. It's rapper. verse six. What? Verse six. It's, it's no, verse I six. Know. Yeah, yeah. No, I see verse six. We just, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I was still on verse four. <laughs> so, uh, so Peter, Peter gets put in jail. He has 16 soldiers go and capture him that, that Herod sent. So Herod then, he's thinking to himself, you know what? I'm going to keep Peter in jail. I'm not going to execute him yet. Let me wait until the Passover festival is done. Then I'm going to execute Peter. Oh boy! <laughs> Take a Josh, is, out of that. Josh is sharing a picture of two chains. That's amazing. Uh, there we go. Okay, uh, I didn't get a shot. Of, I was going to take a picture of it. The, the virtual, the virtual podcast is amazing. Here you go. I take a picture. Go ahead. There we go. The text. What's amazing way. is in a lot of those pictures, he has more than two chains around. I know. It's kind of a misnomer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He should just be known as many chains. <laughs> <laughs> Where two or more chains are hung. <laughs> there is a rapper. <laughs> okay. So what happens next? All right. So here, he's, he thinks to himself, you know what? I'm going to keep James in prison until the Passover festival is over and then put him on trial, on trial, probably a mock trial like Jesus got, and then execute him to win more favor. But he doesn't want to do it during the Passover because that's going to kind of, you know, put a damper on the festivities, if you will. Right. Similarly, right, Jesus, oh, that was in Passover, but it was for um, Sabbath. They didn't, they had to kill him before Sabbath, right? So not similar at all. Forget. <laughs> but Jesus was arrested was, right after Passover as well. Yeah, it, it's more similar to the story of Jesus than it's not similar. Yeah. So exactly. well, well, Passover. <laughs> That's called <laughs> foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> so I don't know how how long after Jesus' death is this? Then maybe a, at least a year. Right. Yeah, it's got to be a year. Passover yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. So it seems like yeah. So it's probably a year I mean, later. It's a, it's at least a whole 12 chapters, so however long it takes to get 12 chapters. <laughs> one chapter a month. One, one year <laughs> per 12 chapters, yes. All right, so, so Peter's in jail, and he's sitting there waiting, and uh, the church, the early church, is... <laughs> what's wrong? Yeah, what, what's I repeated wrong? myself. 
<laughs> no, I'm still thinking about the two chains. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I was just looking at the verse, and it says he's bound with two chains. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Well done, Josh. Well done. Your dad didn't come up with that one. No, not at all. Yeah. I have no idea who he was. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> all right, so all right, so he's he's in prison, right? And he's gonna put him on trial. Yeah. So Peter's yeah, in prison. He's he's waiting there, and the the church, the 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 people of the early church are praying earnestly for him. You know, yeah, they're they're asking they God, praying to God. Please help Peter because they saw what happened to James. They don't want that same thing to happen to Peter. So eventually, Passover ends. We assume it's not in the in the in the story, but the Passover ends and the trial is on. So it's on the night before the trial is where things start to get interesting. So Peter's sitting there and he's got. Two soldiers. Is that when he met two chains? <laughs> yes. That's exactly what. Sorry. I just so wanted to make sure I was in the right spot. Peter's, Peter, Peter's sitting there. He's got a soldier on his right, a soldier on his left. <laughs> he's got two chains bound upon him. Maybe he's a Christian rapper, and that's where he took his inspiration. It could be. <laughs> you don't know. Matt? I don't know. We Google it. I'm Googling Go it. Google. Go Google. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody's Google we'll light up on that? So he's in <clears throat> Peter's in jail. He's got guards to his li- right and left. He's got guards at the entrance of his cell. He's got guards at the entrance of the prison. He's he's there's no way out, right? He's he's got two chains binding him up. I imagine it's one on his wrists, one on his feet, sort of like uh, Cool Hand Luke. And then all of a sudden, his jail cell gets super bright. I mean, it's blinding light bright and so there appears an angel of the lord poof appeared out of nowhere so the angel's in there and he's looking for peter and so the angel looks around he's looking at the guards and he sees peter and he walks over and he kind of i imagine the angel kind of kicks peter in the ribs he's like boom hey Hey, get up. So Peter kind of gets woken up very abruptly. And the uh, the angel says to him, all right, listen, I don't know why you don't have your clothes on, but here, here's your clothes, here's your shoes, put these on, because we got to go. So he says, wrap your cloak around you and follow me. This is the angel speaking. Now, I can only assume this is the cloak of invisibility from Harry Potter. <laughs> that he wraps around himself because what they do next is they just walk right out. So they walk out of the cell, they walk out of the prison. Nobody seems to notice anything whatsoever. And uh, the whole time Peter's thinking to himself, this is a crazy dream that I'm having. And I have no idea what's going on, but this, this dream is really cool. And if it's real, this is going to be amazing. So, um, <laughs> thanks, Brett. So, I've got a question about Peter. Was he sleepwalking? I think he assumed he was. That's what he thought he was happening. He thought he, he was, was dreaming. Vision. I, I think he thought he was dreaming. 
So when is dreaming? He... Dre- dreaming. Oh, dreaming. When yeah. does he realize he's not dreaming? That's later in the story. Oh. Well, who interrupted the story and made us talk about this? <laughs> Ed did. Oh man, it was such a good story. What's your What's your question, Ed? You really slowed down the momentum there. Well, I was the only one paying attention. When did he wake up? <laughs> that oh, could you be were. true. Okay. That, that is true. true. I was googling uh, yeah, stuff about see? two chains. <laughs> <laughs> I so was interestingly, two chains was originally named Titty Boy. What Titty Boy? Titty Boy, and he changed his name to Two Chains to make it more family friendly for his career. Smart. And his first album under the name uh, Two Chains is My True Religion. Oh no! Wait, we lost Josh there for a second. Can what? You repeat that. My oh, True yeah. Religion was the name of the album. Oh, so it's a little bit religious sounding and his two <laughs> kids are named or his three kids are named like harmony halo and heaven did he go with the the backward spelling of heaven where it's like nivea no but it, my daughter's friends with a girl her name is nivea and it's backwards <laughs> heaven but you know it's regular heaven and <laughs> also halo um and harmony yeah but anyway oh. like he also, though, was arrested for cocaine possession at age 14. Um, so, you know, he's an entrepreneur. So when I hear those things and I when I hear the name Halo, I, I can't help but wonder if it was named Halo after the angel that got Peter out of the jail. Maybe. Out of the two chains. Yeah. yeah. Brett, Maybe. what were you Googling? <laughs> <laughs> you were on Facebook. <laughs> I'm actually rescheduling a call for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'm working. All right. Uh, yeah, so two chains. Yeah, don't even try. Are, are now removed from him. He's free. Yeah. They're walking out, and the gate opens up automatically. Like, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Whoa. Hold on a second. What is going on here? Sorry, all, sorry. all I know, guys, is I was really engaged in this story until Ed Airbag Johnson <laughs> just halted the story, and I don't even, I don't even know what to do now. So I, I really want to hear what happens next. Wait, what was, was the, that what was even the question? Yeah, there. Yeah, was that before or after you decided to work? Ed, <laughs> Ed was asking a question about Peter. Per the you know, oh, was right. Peter awake or asleep? Yeah, Did he sleep walking. I yeah. think. Right. Yeah, so he thought he was sleeping. He thought he was dreaming. Yeah, or at least for a vision, right? Yeah. Would right. it be okay yeah, for yeah. me to share the 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 picture that I had that came in my head when I read this earlier? Absolutely. Would you rather me say? I, I was thinking about the whole zombie stuff right like peter oh. like is a zombie just going through uh, is this are you talking COVID 19 stuff <laughs> no no never mind zombie apocalypse quarantine <laughs> stuff so peter was a zombie and the guards were scared that he would eat their brains them? yeah i think the idea that he was just sort of almost like comatose right just like following yeah. the angels out like out of control like as if he was watching himself well I mean, how many times have you been woken up and you have no idea what's going on or where you are? Like you've been in a, such a deep sleep and you wake up and you're just like, what? Uh, I, yeah, you have no idea. I had exactly. that experience about two minutes ago while you were telling this. 
<laughs> so you're familiar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. How far in are we anyway? Okay. Well, I remember that Peter had the cloak of invisibility, I guess. <laughs> he did. He did have the cloak of invisibility. He was at nine and three quarters station or whatever that is, right? Exactly. Because he walked right out of the jail and nobody noticed a thing. So, uh, they walk out of jail. They walk out of the city. They go through the city gate. And this, Josh, is where the gate opens up for them. It unlocks itself and opens up for them. Boom. And they just walk right through. And then they go about a block. And then uh, all of a sudden, the, the angel's gone. So Peter's left there by himself, and he sort of comes to. Uh, oh, Brett, this is where you should uh, definitely go th- and get into the Morgan Freeman impression. Where, when I first laid eyes upon Peter. <laughs> no? Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> Peter crawled through 300 oh. yards. Peter crawled through 300 <laughs> yards of shit. And came out clean on the other side. <laughs> Is that it? That's what I was hoping for, but oh, it didn't okay. work out. Oh, sorry. No, that's all right. Wake up. I'm here. I'm here, brother. Imagine the angel has just left you, and you've come to your senses. What if the angel was Morgan Freeman? It could, it could have been. But Morgan Freeman's God in a lot of movies. Put on your clothes and sandals, Peter, and follow me. You might remember me from when I was on Electric Company. I'm an Oscar winner. I was on Electric Company, Jeremy. That was where I got my start. Really? You might also remember when I played a principal in a New York City public school. (laughs) I'm not familiar, Morgan. You don't remember that movie? No. I had to chain... Put, I had to put two chains on the doors <laughs> to keep the kids in because they can't hardly read. <laughs> Peter Dufresne crawled through 300 yards. <laughs> I am now on oh, the uh, Morgan Freeman IMDb. I need to learn. Came out clean on the other side. The electric Morgan, company? He was on the electric company. Mm, Who interrupted the story this time? <clears throat> Not me. I think I did, actually. He was. You know, my uh, parents, where I grew up, they were part of a pool club. And one of them... That sounds like a euphemism for a swingers club. (laughs) No. The last thing my parents would be part of. But um, it was a pool club, and uh, one of the guys from uh, the electric company also went there. And we... I don't remember this, but apparently my older siblings remember seeing them there. It was like really cool that they knew somebody from there. I forget who it was. Was it Morgan Freeman? It was not Morgan Freeman. That's a bummer. Was he from the television show The Electric Company or was he from the New Jersey Electric Company? He's from the TV show The Electric <laughs> Company. Okay. I will tell you who in a minute because I remember what he looks like. But anyway, go ahead. Okay. So Peter comes to his senses. He looks around and realizes that an angel has just broken him out of prison. I just broke you out of prison, Andy Dufresne, or Peter He's no longer there. The angel's no longer there. Oh, I'm no longer here. See ya. (laughs) (laughs) So 
then Peter says, Now I am absolutely sure that the Lord sent his angel and rescued me from Herod mm. and from everything the Jewish people were hoping for. Nice. So, so he's got I, that going for him. I had to write that down. That's nice. Nice. That's not something I memorized. So Peter's free. He's out. <clears throat> Just like Andy Dufresne. So, so does, he Peter heads, go to, does Peter head on down to Zihuatanejo next? He does not. Nice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to um, the house of Mary. Now, there's a lot of Marys, apparently, in wherever they are. Capernaum? Are they in Capernaum? Where are they? Uh, I don't know if they're in Capernaum. Anywhere. Yeah, I'm not sure that's where they were. Wherever they are, there's a ton of Marys around. So this is Mary, the mother of John, mm. but it's the John that was also called Mark. Oh, They're in Judea. <clears throat> Judea. Yeah. Can't all they right. all just stick with one name also? I mean, it's crazy. Well, everybody's called John, apparently. Everybody's called James. A lot of Marys. And apparently this, this one guy called John, they called Mark because they got him confused with every other John. <laughs> That's, That's what it was. That's fair. John Mark. And I have to assume this Mark is the guy who wrote the book of Mark. Ooh, I think that's fair. But I don't know. So is this, this like the physician's mother, Mary? I don't know. I'm not sure if it matters for Mark, I think, uh, worked with... Uh, <laughs> Mark was with Probably Peter. Not. Mark was Peter's uh like secretary scribe guy, right? Oh. I don't know. Oh maybe. I think he um the guy was who wrote he Pete, Mark. Uh, was he was Peter's, Peter's number two? Yeah, he was like Peter's like assistant dude. Oh well it makes sense that he would go there then. But anyway. So he's knocking at the door. Well, he, he goes there because that's where, like, all the Christians were gathered and they were praying and they were trying to see what God would do for Peter. They were okay. praying to God, earnestly praying to God to try to help Peter. So Peter comes up and he goes to the door. I wonder if I can do this. Oh, nope. that's actually, that was actually pretty good. Was it? All right. No. Yeah. no. It was all scruffily. Oh, well, that's pretty good. I like that. We'll use one of them. Okay. <laughs> hey, uh, he starts knocking on the door. And that's good. I like that. And uh, this girl named Rhoda comes to the door. She says, who's there? And uh, Peter's outside. He's like, it's me, Peter. So Rhoda recognizes Peter's voice, and she gets super excited. Mm. And she gets so excited, she does not open the door. And she runs into the group of people who are praying for Peter. And she's like, Hey, Peter's at the door. Peter's at the door. Can you believe it? He's out. The, he's outside right now. And so, um, Peter, I mean, let's, let's just cut to Peter. Who's outside listening to all the commotion going on. And he's like, well, what the heck, man? Why didn't you open the door? Rhoda. Classic Rhoda. Classic Rhoda. What was that? Was it uh, the TV show with Flo, the um, the waitress? So wasn't there a Rhoda? Like seventies. <laughs> you talking about Mel's Diner? Yes. What? 
I don't think there was a Rhoda on that. There was a TV show with a Rhoda, though. I don't know if it was Mel's Diner, though. There was a sitcom called Rhoda. Yeah. Valerie Harper. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 1974. It was a spinoff from the Mary Tyler Moore show. Yeah. Who remembers that show from? Who remembers that show from 1974 to 78? Only I do, even though I was born in 71. Not it was on a reruns on UPN or something. Born seventy-seven. Why did I just say I was born seventy-one? That was pretty weird. I don't know. I'm trying to be older. <laughs> oh boy! Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> season was this all of season one? It's supposed to be the theme song. It's only a minute forty-three. My name is Rhoda Morvinster. I was born in the Bronx, New York, December nineteen forty-one. I've always felt responsible for World War II. The first thing I remember liking that liked me back was food. I had a bad puberty. It lasted 17 years. I'm a high school graduate. I went to art school. That sucks. It really does. The only good part was her saying, I had a bad puberty. <laughs> I like that she blames herself for World War II. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. what I think. I, I blame myself for, for World, World War, War II. II. Oh, oh, and I also had a bad puberty. <laughs> well, no, it was born in the Bronx. She said she was in the Bronx, too. I want to play that for Jen when we get home. No wonder, no wonder she forgot to let Peter in. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. She had a really bad puberty and didn't want to let him in. Yeah. So she got super excited and ran and tell everybody else. So then what except, happens next? So Peter's outside and he's like, hey, is anybody going to let me in? Because if I'm Peter, I'm looking out for like sen- sentries walking up and down the street. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Sentries. Sentries. I got you. Like 100 years or like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm looking out for guards. Okay, is that better? That, guards. That's good. Uh, walking up and down the streets because I just broke out of jail, and the angel that got me out is now gone. So I would like to come in the house and hide. Um, but Rhoda forgot to open the door for me. Classic Rhoda. Yeah. Um. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for World War Two, Rhoda. Yeah, Peter. Peter was like, "Knock, knock," and Rhoda said, "Who's there?" And Peter said, "Peter," and Rhoda said, "Holy crap, it's Peter!" And forgot to open the door. <laughs> I was really hoping for a better punchline there. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, 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 really I just came up with it. <laughs> I thought there. I thought there was like a World War II Holocaust joke coming. <laughs> Oh, oh, that would, no. I blame myself for World War Two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the cause of World War Two. The cause of World War Two. Who? Rhoda. I had a bad puberty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a knock, okay. knock, a knock, knock joke would be really good right now. That's right. <laughs> it really would be. Anybody Josh? got one? I'm Come working on, on it. Oh uh, wait, wait. So the one, the one that my my son won't stop telling right now because we're in quarantine, is Knock Knock. Who's there? Who's there? Spell. Spell who? Spell who? W-H-O. (laughs) 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 Is that for the World Health Organization? Uh, Maybe. It should be right now. Similar. It's kind of related. Knock Knock. Who's Who's there? there? Nobel. Nobel Nobel who? who? Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Nobel. (laughs) Sorry. 
No, Bill. That's Hold on, you got to go tell everybody. <laughs> that was the worst knock-knock joke ever. That was worse than the first one I told. I realized I was like, wait a minute, I know that part, but I forgot the punchline. So, <laughs> no, Bill, that's why I knocked. Uh, you lost no, it. Bell, no? You lost yeah, it. You lost it. I mean, knock, it makes knock. sense. I get it. Yeah. Peter. Peter who? Peter who? Peter, the apostle, let me in, Rhoda. <laughs> All right, what happens next? Uh, All right, so the, she's the people who are gathered there praying, they kind of feel like Rhoda is kind of off her rocker. They're like, yeah. what's what's going on with Rhoda? Yeah. She's gone out of her mind. Uh, how could Peter be at the door? He's he's in jail. He's locked up tight. Oh my gosh! Two chains. It, it he's with two chains in jail. <laughs> uh, wait, or uh, titty boy? Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> then what happens? Peter keeps knocking, right? Yeah. Hello. Let me in. Here we maybe, go. <laughs> maybe Peter has some hey, gas. Knock knock. Who's there? Pete. Pete who? Pizza delivery. <laughs> uh, All right. What happens next? All right. So, so they 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 eventually believe that that Peter's probably been killed. They're like, it's Peter's angel. Mm, Peter's goes, angel is at the right? at the door. He's or I I think in the translation I read it was angel. Oh, weird. It is weird. Oh, that is weird. Oh, that's interesting to talk about later. Oh, I see that. It must be his angel. Yes. Yeah, 15. it must be his angel. They don't say his ghost. They say his angel. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Um, so much to unpack there. It is. Yeah, exactly. So Peter, he's still knocking at the door. He's like, can you guys just please let me in? Rhoda? Rhoda? You didn't start World War II. Can you let me in? <laughs> so then uh, eventually they get around to opening up the door. They see him and they're astonished, absolutely dumbfounded. And so Peter, he he kind of does the the shushing shouts, uh, wave with his hand. He's like, shh, 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 quiet, because the centuries, Brett, are wandering around. The hundreds of years. Yes, the hundreds of years are wandering the streets looking for him. Obviously. Exactly. So he's like, listen up, you guys. <laughs> need to quiet down because I don't want to get captured again because tomorrow I'm supposed to die. Mm. So eventually they calm down, right? And he goes through and he tells them everything that, that happened. The angel came into my cell. There was a big bright light. We, he put the cloak of invisibility on me. We walked right out. Nobody noticed. The gate opened up. It opened itself, unlocked itself, and we walked right through. Then the angel disappeared then I came up to the house and I started knocking on the door and some girl named Rhoda wouldn't let me in the house. She you was know. too busy starting World War II. <laughs> anyway, so the next morning, all the soldiers that were on guard duty were looking around and they're like, yeah, what happened to that Peter guy? I don't see two chains either. Well, two chains is here, but Peter isn't. Two chains is laying on the ground just like a lazy <laughs> little guy like he is. Uh, two chains. Lazy rapper, he's and they're they're got a pinky ring on, just chilling. Yeah, exactly. 
So the the soldiers are looking at each other like you were supposed to be watching. No, you were supposed to be watching him. Mm. And so, um, you know, the the one guy who was sleeping on the one side of Peter's like, well, you were sleeping too, man. So anyway, I feel like you're really embellishing this. I don't get this. <laughs> I am. I am. I I'm just trying is, to. I think this is being merged with another story that involves I'm, Paul. I'm Biden time. So King Herod, <laughs> King Herod orders the search. He's like, we got to find this Peter guy because I need to kill him because I was going to win favor with the Jews. And the search didn't turn anything up because probably the early church was protecting him, hiding him. So then he asked the soldiers again, one last time, who let Peter go? And let nobody. Out. Yeah, exactly. Who let the Peter out? Who? <laughs> <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Uh, it's a good thing it's a podcast, not video. Yes. <laughs> so the guards are blaming each other. Then what happens to the guards? King Herod kills them all. What? Yeah. Personally? He's like, no, he has them executed. Oh. He takes them to the Iron Maiden. Excellent. And executes so, them. Bogus. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I leave it to you guys to discuss. Uh, nice. Wow. Wishing I had done some prep. Oh, man. He just got crazy <laughs> eyes all of a sudden. <laughs> so I think something I noticed was uh, some similarities to Jesus' arrest as well. And I know that Ed, I think, was picking up on that earlier. So I don't know if, Ed, you noticed that as well. I did. I picked up on a little bit of that kind of the um... – the feast and trying to wait till it was over and all the sensitivity that was paid when, um, when Jesus was rested to all that also was pretty interesting. Yeah. No kiss though. No betrayal. Yeah. Well, we don't right, know if two chain, two chain may have kissed him. We don't know. <laughs> That's a good point. That's Maybe true. Two chains turned on him. But you got to wonder why. So it seems there's a clear intervention here. So God intervenes to free Peter from prison, but he mm -hmm. didn't do it for James. Mm. Yeah, th so for me, it's is there's a question of fairness, right? Mm. So is it fair that James gets to have his head chopped off while Peter gets to walk free? Mm. And, and so then, so and as I look at this and think about it, so, you know, what we, what the text tells us is simply um, he had Apostle James killed with a sword, right? He saw it was happy, he made the Jewish people happy, blah, blah, blah. So right. he takes um, Peter, puts him under all these guards. But then the other piece of additional information we have here is that the church prayed. What are you saying? They didn't pray for James? Ooh. We don't know if they did or if they didn't. But I mean, we have, like, to uh, we have to assume that they did. Like the Frank Peretti piercing the darkness. Have you guys ever read that? So this present darkness? This present darkness? Yeah, that was Not a long time ago. I yeah, think it's series, stuff. but yeah. Yeah, but and... I, I, um, they're like the angel's power and what they can do comes from how much people pray for something. Thing. Mm. So they kind of derive the power from the amount of people praying. Yeah. That sounds well, like some workspace religion type stuff there. <laughs> it's a good book, but theology. Eh. Well, here's the thing about that is I have to assume that they prayed for James also because right. they believed when Jesus or when Peter was knocking on the door, that it was Peter's angel 
who was who was there that Rhoda met at the door, not Peter. I mean, they, they're probably praying like, hey, please, you know, we're, we're looking for a miracle. But they just saw what happened to James mm-hmm. and probably mm-hmm. don't believe that whatever they're praying for is going to happen. So when Rhoda comes over and says, hey, Peter's at the door, they assume it's his ghost. They assume he's dead. Mm-hmm. I guess it's still strange that Rhoda would close the door on an angel. Well, an angel open could the open the door itself or unlock the gate by itself. Yeah. So apparently this story at this time in the ancients, I'm looking at some stuff says that um, people thought that a person's guardian angel would take on the characteristics or the look of the person. Really? Yeah. So it's not like he died and then became the angel in the way, like in cartoons, right? When you die, you like go up to heaven with your halo on and play the harp. Right. It was more like the angel assigned to watch over him. That belief was that it could look like you. So it takes on your looks, your appearance. So they're not, yeah, and they're not so much saying that it's not like um, Christian theology that that's true, but a lot of early Christians might have believed that based on the current sort of almost like Jewish mythology of the time. Mm. Mm. But um, given Peter's experience, it makes sense that he would think it was a dream. So I think up to this point, he hadn't had any experience of kind of direct intervention like this, but he had had dreams. Um, yeah, Brett, can you say more to that? I think... What, have, I, what about the transfiguration on the mountain? Wasn't Peter there for that? He was. Elijah, was, there, was there an angel there or anything? Or was Elijah Jesus? and Moses, Moses right? Yeah, yeah, Moses. Yeah. That's true. But I'm curious. But I agree. But in Acts, you're right. It's like been all like dreams of the blanket and the food and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking of too. Yeah, right. The blanket comes down and and basically Peter realizes they have a ministry to the Gentiles, right? They're no kind of unclean in a sense. Um, And it's because. Thank God, by the way. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. That's true. Well, we might be be here, here, but but we'd be doing something else. Yeah. Right. Uh, we wouldn't be, be like, oh my gosh, Odin. We have to talk about <laughs> Odin on the rocks. Odin on the rocks. <laughs> I like that you went straight to like a Thor kind of mythology because of your Marvel yeah. fandom. Yeah. I know very little about the Druids, too. That's the other reason. The Druids? Yeah. That'd be other thing white people worship before <laughs> the Christians. White white people worship. So yeah. Oh, I mean, oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of um space balls. Oh, Drew. Yeah. Druid. She, she doesn't she's look Druish. Druid. <laughs> <laughs> she's Druid. Funny, she doesn't look Druish. <laughs> That's the best movie. Yes. So, um, what else do we have to talk about this? I think we might have hit everything. I mean, it's crazy. An angel comes. It's crazy that Peter was there with two chains. It's crazy <laughs> that Rhoda caused World War II, which uh, I don't know if you guys are aware, but it, it wasn't great for the Jews at the time, for sure. Mm, no. I have heard that. Yeah. Here's a, here's some, here's a question I have. In all the stories we've told on Bible on the Rocks, how many women have had their name mentioned in the Bible. Dinah. All right. Tamar. Tamar. So what about Samson's mom? Not mentioned. No. 
His dad his dad got a brief <laughs> mention at the beginning of the story though. I How think. about Lot's wife? Salt Lady. Salt Lady. <laughs> no, we don't know her name. Samson's love interest. What was her name? Delilah. 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 No, before that, before that there was later, the, but uh, the earlier Philistine one is just POA. POA? What? <laughs> Oh, yeah, they don't even mention his wife, the one he marries, and then he kills all the groomsmen. Yeah, the right. one where he and has he the, the, the riddle about the together. sweet the out of whatever. Yeah. Right. The honey. So, oh, yeah, 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 Brett's carcass so, honey. Carcass honey. <laughs> Brett's sweet, sweet carcass honey. <laughs> <laughs> so why does Rhoda get mentioned? Because <sighs> she's awesome. She had a sitcom in the 70s. Because <laughs> she caused World War II. She had a rough. She had a really puberty. long puberty. They feel uh, bad for her for because of her long puberty. <laughs> You're going to have to post a link to the uh, opening I know. thing for that because otherwise are, nobody has any idea yeah. what we're talking about. We are really narrow casting on this. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think I think the 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 sound of it will be, through. That'd be an so interesting can, Venn diagram: is our fans and fans of the Rhoda show. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like one. Yeah. <laughs> like if you had one atom over here and another yeah. atom over here. <laughs> the two circles are barely touching. Barely touching. So why why is Rhoda mentioned and so many other women in the Bible are not? I feel like the New Testament though, they do a better job of like acknowledging the women who are involved in stuff like um right? In Acts, there's like Lydia and Rhoda and <laughs> somebody else. Mary. There was Mary. Mary. There's a lot of Marys. A lot of Marys. Sapphira. Sapphira. No, yeah, well. Not in the greatest she light, but so she's well. still there, yeah. Eh, she got a mention. <laughs> yeah. Honorable mention. Yeah. They could have just... Was it honorable? Just... Dishonorable mention? <laughs> they could have just said Ananias' wife showed up and she also died. <laughs> At least gave her a name. That's true. So nothing. We don't know. We don't. We, I mean, you're, you're opening a whole can that, like, I don't know if <laughs> I'm in a mental capacity to really address right now. All right. So <laughs> what we're saying is, like, is Rhoda up there with Sandra Day O'Connor, and <laughs> also um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And some, somebody related to the suffrage movement that I can't think of. Mother but, Teresa. Harriet uh, Beecher Stowe. Harriet Beecher Stowe. Who's the one who's got a dollar? Um, Susan Tubman. B. Anthony. Susan B. Anthony. There you go. That's what I was looking for. Oh, yeah. It was like Sacagawea. Sacagawea also. She's an amazing well lady some Pocahontas. Stuff is. Pocahontas. Louisa yeah. May Alcott. <laughs> so do we need to wrap this up? What do we need? Do we need takeaways? Um, Oh, I thought we did. Oh, we do need takeaways. Yeah, yeah. takeaways. Yeah. Or, or who do you question. most I have no idea to. what to take from my normal life in this story. I don't That's, either. That's why I yeah. picked it. This is challenging. Good job, Jeremy. I picked it because it was an easy story, and I'm terrible at telling stories, and we're on virtual right now, so. So I can come up with something here. All right. Nice. Do it. Well, I'll tell you something. Favorite MDiv. Yeah, this is not MDiv material. Um, in fact, I probably pretty much don't bring that in here any at all. But nonetheless, I think it's interesting um, that it says, you know, while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly. 
Did oh, you yeah. just spill? <laughs> no, he's he's probably has to burp, but he can't. Uh, he's, he has an inability to do so. All right. So the church was praying very earnestly for him. And I think what's neat is um, when Peter shows up, you know, and Rhoda answers or whatever, and like forgets about him. But it's it's kind of neat that people are praying and something actually happens. I think that's a cool thing. That is pretty cool, actually. Yeah, that was probably pretty cool for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's miraculous. That's yeah, answered prayers. Kind of like that prayers. would boost that would boost someone's faith, someone's spirituality, or whatever. Like that would just kind of be like a a lift me up. So I think that's cool. One of the questions I have is: they were the the disciples were all given the power of the Spirit. <sighs> after Jesus was um, taken up into heaven, right? Mm-hmm. And they were given the power to, what are you eating now? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so they were given the power to go out and perform miracles, heal people, raise people from the dead, and all this stuff. Why was Peter so surprised that an angel showed up to get him out of prison? So... I'll pose this, as I understand it, technically, we're supposed to have the same authority and power also. Right. Would we be surprised if that happened to us? Absolutely. Well, particularly if... uh, Maybe not Brett. Let me try that again. Particularly if uh, if my boy (laughs) James had just been beheaded, I would think, wow, I'm probably going to die. This, that's, I would not be expecting to be set free. Particularly if I'm hanging out with two chains. Right, <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just like, "This is over. I'm going to go ahead and just mentally prepare for my martyrdom." Yeah. And he's yeah. like, "What do you mean you're rescuing me? Why? James just died. He probably was similarly just as surprised." Uh, I like MDiv Ed's point. Um, about, Not an MDiv uh, thing. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, guys, I don't usually I don't usually flaunt my master's in political philosophy degree. Oh, here <laughs> Please we go. do. Right. Please do. Yeah, let's hear it. But I would say my takeaway is um, if you if uh, an angel lets you out of prison, um, that that would be pretty awesome rather than being put to death. So can I ask a question about that? That's pretty that's pretty deep. Am I right? Yeah, you can so, ask away. Ask away, Ed Johnson. Yeah, so tell me, what's the relevance to that story to your life? Of which story? What you just shared. What's the relevance of the takeaway that you have to your own life? So so Peter was prepared, probably, to be put to mm-hmm. death. So, oh, yeah. He so was going to be put to death the next day. Yeah, so given what he knows and the experience of James... He was prepared to be put to death. He didn't. He didn't seem like he was outrageously um, like weeping or going crazy or anything. It seems like he was ready. He was sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. yeah was right. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So there was some some peace that he had mm-hmm. um, with with his situation because of his faith, I suppose. So uh, maybe we should take that away. That. That mm-hmm. regardless of the situation we're in, we should have we should have peace because of uh, who we have faith in. Mm. Ooh, I like that. That was pretty, right, pretty deep. Like that. Pretty deep. But I would say my takeaway is similarly that um, God's going to interject Himself into history where He needs to, and we don't always understand why and where. 
but we need to just keep faith that he's doing the right thing based on his knowledge of the overall arc of history. And we just have to have faith and support what he's doing, try to do the right thing from our side. And when, you know, God intervenes, just be ready to go with it. The way Peter was like confused and didn't realize that he was being rescued out of prison. But once he was just, you know, address, you know, acknowledge that and then use it as his um, basis to continue to go on with his um, message and delivery to of the gospel to others. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of intrigued by Ed your your point of sort of the power of prayer, right? So the the early church is is praying for Peter, praying for for him to be saved and not executed. But when you think about the story and you think about the power of prayer, you have to also think about James mm-hmm. and that the early church was more than likely, you know, from what we talked about praying for James also, but the power of prayer didn't save James. Mm -hmm. So I think it speaks to our prayers today. Uh, But, but I have, I have trouble with that because seek or ask and and it will be given to you is what we're taught. Right. Yeah. So I I don't know why, why wasn't James given the same reprieve Peter was. Yeah, so it feels like we're bumping up against a, um, like a theology of prayer. Uh huh. Yeah. And like kind of a, an understanding or a teaching of like where prayer does make a difference, but then kind of almost on another side, like a questioning, like, well, how does it really make a difference? Like, like the, I think I want to be cautious now. I'll say this. I think that if God's people, the church of God understood prayer, to be something that would definitively change things, mm-hmm. right? Then what would happen right now with COVID nineteen? We would all die. <laughs> well, I was thinking the opposite. <laughs> Wait, yeah, the virus, got- the virus, or the people? No, the people. Like, like if, like it's a, it's a, it's a thing that that like. No, I was asking because you're Josh. Just, oh, excuse me. I'll be quiet. What? Oh, Ed, come on. Who, who would all no, die? No, no, the no, virus no, or the people? The people. The people would die. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, that's not where I was going. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, you know, asking will be given to you, seeking you shall find. Right. And, like, this this sense of, like, prayer changes things. and um, But then also the sense, like, like if, if the church really thought, this is dangerous to say, but if the church really thought that prayer would change God's mind, right, and have yeah. a significant impact, then every single church would be praying right now, like in a a serious, like, communal, like, right? Like putting on sackcloth and covering ourselves in ashes and fasting. Yeah. And so, and so then the, that piece leans towards, and, and this is maybe too common, uh, but you know, prayer doesn't change God's mind, but it changes your, your situation or your understanding of your situation in the space. And so yeah. it's a, I don't know. I think, I feel like that's what we're bumping up against. I'm not leaning towards any direction on it. I'm just trying yeah. to acknowledge yeah. where we are. But what does prayer bring? Does it bring change in your situation? Or does it bring peace? So, um, right. 
or two change. Like you, you could have you could have a prayer chain, but what if you had two prayer chains? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's um. Yeah, so there's a there's a Christian rapper named Two Prayer Chains. <laughs> I'm surprised you guys aren't familiar with his music, but yeah, um, right. But yeah, so even Jesus prays, right? Uh, he used to he used to be called Tithing Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was his name again? Booby Boy or something? Titty Boy? No, Titty, Titty Boy. Boy. Titty Boy. <laughs> what Booby Boy? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know what my point was, but I think the I think um, believers have prayed many times. I mean, there there there's believing people who starve to death or get put to death and that sort of thing. And so, it's hard to say. Like, it's hard to say if we prayed enough, these bad things wouldn't happen. Because I'm not so sure that's if, if we look at just the example of James being put to death and Peter not. Are we confident that? that the people just didn't pray enough to save James, but they prayed enough to save Peter. I don't know if that's, right. that's the right takeaway. I, I agree with you on that. No. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you too. <clears throat> All right. I, I feel like that's to this episode of Bible on the Rock. <laughs> well, I, I hate to ask the question like, well, well then what's the point of prayer? Well, that's what we're bumping up against right, right now. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and so we don't I, have I, that answer. No, we don't have that answer. And I think from one perspective, if we, we look at it as prayer changes you as in the person who's offering the prayer, then we're in essence saying, well, that changes your desires or your expectations, right? Like, but it's, it's a hard thing to figure out. Yeah, I mean, so we don't, we don't pray because it does something good for us or, or because we want something. We pray because that's what God tells us to do or we pray because we want a relationship with God and we want the peace that can only come through God, I guess. I mean, I'm, my guess is Peter is praying while he's in jail as well, but he's also at peace with whatever God wants for him. Yeah. It's, so from that perspective, I think about relationship, right? And prayer is the communication of the relationship that we have with God. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. <laughs> <laughs> Brett's looking at his watch. He's done. Well, thanks, thanks for joining us on our virtual Bible on the Rocks. Yes. All right. Are we Brett, done? Brett's frozen up again. He's checking Facebook. Oh, no, yeah, he's, sorry. Yeah, he's. I was clearing my browsing history. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Bible on the Rocks. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. A special thanks to our contributors, Brett Hinkey, Ed Johnson, Josh Perius, Eric Smith, and Jameson Stubbs. Also contributing and doing sound editing is me, Jeremy Spittle. Finally, be sure to check out Spitfire's other podcast, Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. She's the introvert's extrovert and talks to people, so you don't have to. For now, this has been a Spitfire production. the greatest thing I've ever heard.